Hello world and thank you for joining me today. This is Shelley Shearer and you're listening to the podcast Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda, where if I've experienced it, I'm going to share it with you. If I've learned it, I'm going to tell you about it and always some education along the way. Good morning world, Shelley Shearer here and welcome to the show Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda. So glad to have you join me today. High functioning habits. You've heard me throw this tagline around lately. It's become part of our brand here on the show. And here's what I think a high functioning habit can be. One of the things that works for me in my life. I wake up every day in pain, (laughs) exhausted usually. And when I say exhausted, my body gets up, but my brain is tired. It's part of a kind of a side effect of my fibromyalgia that that I cope with. And I'm stiff. I can change all of that in 30 minutes. Yes, I can. So what do you think that, where do you think the example of the habit is? The habit is choosing not to stay in that state. Today's podcast is about how soon do you give up? How soon do you give up? And the reason for that is a few stories that have happened to me in the last few days in the past week with other people just sort of watching people and their decision-making process and their habit. Now, if you're wondering how I change that around in 30 minutes, I make a decision that I'm going to be productive that day. There are days that I do stay in bed and I rest. I give myself permission to rest when I need to. And I'm very fortunate enough to have surrounded myself with an amazing husband and lots of friends and neighbors, even friends that don't even live right next to me, who are like buffers for me. Shell, you're overdoing it. Shell, go take a rest. Shell, you need to slow down. Give, give the people around you permission if you are looking to face the sort of things that I face. Yours may not be the same, just you'll relate to this or you won't. But do you give up too soon? So what do I do? I get up in the morning. I really miss my hot tub. That kept me very physically functioning as far as mobility because, you know, 10 minutes in a lovely 102 degree uh, hot tub loosens all the joint fluid up and you're moving around and you're just good to go again. And then at nighttime, I dip in it for 10 minutes, rinse off, jump into bed. My legs aren't aching and I'm relaxed. So I think that's a little bit on the priority list of when we can afford it to get our hot tub uh, replaced. It, it died on us a year ago. Unfortunately, now I have to go down and actually put Epsom salts and essential oils into a quick bath, soak in it for 15 minutes and up and out I get. Not the end of the world. Don't have time to do it every day, but when I'm hurting, I do. Mind, I know that that's a day that I'm going to be bookkeeping. That's my accounting practice. I run two companies. Then I have to go get the ionic alkaline water into my water bottle and put in a a rhodiola ginseng energy drink, one that doesn't drain my adrenals but makes my mind sharper and kind of wakes me up. Now, I've been taking some new supplementation lately. Uh, What do they call this stuff? Mm, I'll have to look that up for you guys. Anyways, it... uh, Sorry. Alpha GPC. It is a... I believe, do not quote me on this, but I believe it's an amino, part of the amino acid family. And it's supposed to help greatly with brain concentration. So I've been testing some different brands of it just to see, you know, if, because there's a lot of, you know, stuff out there that's garbage. So I've been seeing what's out there, what's recommended. And I do have to say, I have a lot better mental clarity the last few months and I'm not napping every day. However, the energy drinks or the smart energy that I take, they are more herbal based that have things in them that give you sort of instant relief. I slip the oil on my head, frankincense that causes, uh, helps 
calm the central nervous system so that if I, you know, I want to be productive, I'm not going manic. And what's the last thing I mentioned? I'm in pain, I'm tired, <laughs> and mobility. In pain. A lot of times the bath will help with that. There's also a little trick I, I have called a morphine balm. It's three essential oils, frankincense, copaiba, and Idaho balsam fir that I take internally and can help. There's not a lot you can do about fibropain. It's nerve endings that are overactive and a lot of it's what we call it's in the mind, unfortunately. But I do a lot of things in my life to minimize that pain. That's not what this podcast is about. The podcast is about if I took that first 30 minutes of waking up and made how I was feeling in that moment, if that made the decisions for the day, I'd never get out of bed. That's not a high-functioning habit. I have a host daughter that I need to get to school in the morning. That's, that is my job. So by 8.10, I need to be out the door with her. I need to come to my office three to four days, well, five days a week, but three for paying customers to work. I have to be cognitive. I have to be functioning. My body needs good core strength. I need to get my butt to yoga two or three times a week. If I need to rest in the afternoon, I do. And then maybe I work a little bit later right up to dinner time. There's all these little things, but where does it all start? In the decision. So let me share a couple of examples that happened to this week. I, I, I do have to laugh at people. I have to laugh at myself when I look at my past. I have to laugh at myself sometimes these days. Girlfriend pops in the other day and she wants to try the, I've got a Kangen uh, and Energec, Kangen water machine. They're high end, like $4,000 Canadian alkaline ionized water machines. Can't afford it right now, but it's been on my wish list for years. I've been drinking alkaline water. And I'm lucky enough to live in an area of my country that doesn't have hard water because there's a lot of concern with doctors right now that if you start using those pitchered um, alkaline water makers that add minerals to the water to make it alkaline, if you live in an area where there's hard water, that can be dangerous. Natural paths are sort of all getting off that uh, or on that bandwagon so people are not getting on the bandwagon and it can build up in your tissue. So, you know, kidney stones, that sort of thing. Bad, bad, bad. All right. So we don't want to do that. But I'm lucky I don't, and so I have been using the pitcher, and I definitely find that because I'm so acidic naturally, it helps with pain management, helps with my inflammation, helps with my arthritis. Now, next, she wanted to try this water, and actually a few of us in the neighborhood have been kind of on this bandwagon. So she comes and picks, fills her pitcher up. She goes, but I just, I don't drink water, and I'm looking at her. She's one of my girlfriends that's a bit of a health nut. Always looking for the organic, always looking for the better option. She is by far the guru of essential oils in, in my business and in my life. And she's like two doors down from me. And I'm looking at her going, girlfriend, seriously? She goes, no, I know. And I'm talking to another girlfriend and she's saying, okay, well, use some tricks. Like make sure your water bottle is on your desk. And, and she goes, it is on my desk. And I look at it and I ignore it. <laughs> and I just, I'm looking at her going, you're kidding me, right? You know you need to drink that water. You know you're struggling right now with stress. And you know you've gained about 10 pounds and it's bugging you. You got to drink the water. She goes, I know I do. I know I do. But I just don't. <laughs> and I laugh. There, there's, the, there's the perfect example. When you make the choice that you're going to change your behavior because you want the end result, you will do anything to change that habit. You will. I can tell you that right now. What you won't do if you decide, for instance, I'm just going to use weight loss because it's just, you know, it's so abused in our society, dieting, and it's just the easiest one. If you decide you want to lose weight, there's a good chance you might or might not, and a very good chance you're going to gain it back because you haven't chosen to be a healthier 
more functioning you for the long term. You've set a very short-sighted goal for weight loss with no why attached to it. So after about three days, you're going to start feeling deprived. You're going to be bitter. You're not going to want to install all those, instill all those little new habits into your lifestyle. And you know, you're, you basically failed before you walk out the gate. And the second you lose the weight, you'll go on the vacation, go to the wedding, have the grad reunion, go back to your old habits. And the 30 pounds comes right back on again. It's yo-yo. We've seen it. Come on. All of you know, it's probably happened to some of you. We all know what that's like. You didn't make the choice. The bigger choice, the why am I doing this? What is my long-term goal here? Am I making a life-changing decision or is this a short-term dream? Okay, or, or goal that, I'm, that I've got going on here that I have no intention of maintaining long-term. So I like to drink water. I'm a drinker, so that's, it's, not, it's not an issue for me at all. So when I'm drinking water, which I need to for my illness and for my health, I want to drink the best water I can. I always drink filtered water to get the chlorine out of it because I drink so much. Next example, met a lovely lady at my yoga studio. She has the same thing as my dear friend, and I have talked about my girlfriend in past podcasts. She has a vestibular concussion. Slightly variation of it. She's in way worse shape physically, but she basically got hit in the head with one of those huge metal garbage bins. One got rolling. I do not know the details of it. Doesn't matter had a great chat with her. She's drinking lots of water. I said, you're drinking filtered water, right? No. So your doctors say you have to drink lots of water because of your concussion, but you're drinking chlorinated water. No, 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 no. Because right away you're putting twice as much chlorine in your body than the average person, because for medical reasons, you're drinking twice as much water. Anyways, love this woman seeing her today. In fact, she goes right to Canadian tire and gets herself a Brita water filter. Okay. You know what? It's a step. It's a step folks. I'm not asking you to all of a sudden be Gandhi. Okay. I'm saying, are you making a choice about doing something and then giving up too soon? I was just so impressed with that. Now we have a little chat with her about ionized water, but that's, it's a huge expense. And if you can't afford the machine, you're going to stores to buy it out of the machine. And you have to go to those stores every 48 hours, kind of a pain in the arse, but the options are out there. So after that, what's next? Once you handle a small little change, you can handle big stuff. But again, do you give up too soon? Do you not let things happen organically? And do you not wait long enough to see what can manifest in the future? So I kind of thought that was an interesting little story. Someone that knows they need to drink water sitting right in front of her. She won't put it in her mouth. Someone that, you know, listens to a piece of advice and immediately goes and rectifies the situation and says, Hey, I can do that. I can solve this one little health issue in my, in my life. We do it in so many ways in our family lives, in our business, in our relationships. I'm a very impatient person. So let me tell you, when I speak about this, I know of which I speak. I'm very impatient, but I also, being an A-type personality, being an enneagram of an achiever, these are just the parts of my, my psyche and my personality that are just innate. There's good things about being those types of people and there are very negative things about my personality. And there's the next thing. How did a client come in this morning? Girlfriend, really, I used to play squash with her. Such a shame we hadn't talked in the last year. She had some huge anxiety issues and I really could have helped. At least just kind of steered her because she was very lost in the medical system. Anyways, it doesn't matter. We got to talk now. And we talked about some of what she went through going out into the medical system and what can happen if you simply just give up. Because honestly, we may have universal health up here in Canada, but it is one of the most broken systems on the planet. 
it it just needs a revamp in such a huge way but anyways let's not go into that and she really had trouble she was having debilitating like life-altering panic attacks full-on anxiety couldn't leave her house couldn't travel not even remotely who she is as a person and had been for 50 years went into the medical system and there was just like here's a drug that made her so sick and then it was like well that's all we've got you know here's your drug I want to talk to someone. I want coping mechanisms. That's actually, I've, I've told, think I've told this story before how I saw a psychiatrist a year and a half ago when I realized I was struggling and I wanted to break through to the next level. I felt I'd really got a lot of things under control with my body and my home. We had changed homes with my illness, with my mood. And, but I wanted more. I, there, that was great that I got, you know, some of that under control, but what was next? I wanted what was next. She did too. And there was just no help. The average person will give up at that point. And I was just so impressed listening to her tell me the story of the last year and a bit of her life and how, you know, she just put it out to the universe, I think is what really was happening. She maybe wasn't even aware of it. And the need was met, luckily. But every obstacle, excuse me, obstacle in the medical system came up against her. Her doctor literally quit. The new doctor that took over refused to see her. He saw her, gave her prescriptions, said, you can't come back here. What doctor says that? Actually, I don't even think they're allowed to do that. She should have reported him as far as I'm concerned. But anyways, this is the experience she had. So now she's sitting here with this new illness and that needs medication and nobody to get it from. It's crazy the stuff we come up against in life. And I know that I'm talking to you from the, from the armchair comfort of a country that has so much. So if you're one of my listeners from another country... Don't think for a second that I do not understand that I am so far ahead of the curve in Canada that it's not even funny. But this is the country that I live in and these are the resources available to me. So we may get further faster in some aspects, but we still get sl slowed down in other areas. Nothing's perfect. Everyone's got something. Okay, so but, but please know that I know what I have here. So you might be so far behind me in, in dealing with something in your life saying, well, I haven't even got the doctor or even the meds to start with. I understand and respect that. But let's stick to the concept of are you giving up? Is there other avenues you could, you could follow? Have you made a decision for a huge change down the road that's going to require you to stay the course? Okay? You need to stay the course. Then on the other side of the coin are two girlfriends I both saw this week that are completely different, have completely different stories to tell. One of them is a very, very close friend. One is someone I'm getting to know that is also a client. She has fibro as well and was recommended to me and we formed a bond and I'm really quite enjoying working with her and sharing ideas. My girlfriend, my close friend had an injury. She is a beautiful woman, beautifully groomed, but has been quite overweight her entire life. My, all the years that I've known her, 20 some odd, five years, she has been very, very overweight. And she got an injury on her foot that they couldn't deal with. And finally, out of desperation, because she knows how I live and eat, she's very clear on that. And, and that was kind of one of her jokes when she, when she got the results she did was, I finally just started eating like you told me to. She started an anti-inflammatory diet to get rid of an excruciating pain in her foot that therapy and insoles and pain relief, nothing was helping. So it's like, okay, we're going to try this next. She stuck to it. She had a huge motivation. She did not want to live. The pain got bad enough. You know, they talk about a lot of the motivational speakers. You will change when the pain gets bad enough. 
and probably not until. That's why most of us don't incorporate healthy lifestyles until we get sick. Whereas I have been healthy or tried to be my whole life. It's just something that by 16, uh, I, you know, love my salads and my eating and I love nutrition and being active. I grew up in a very active household outdoors wise, not in sports. And you, you know, it's just, it's what you know. So I was very fortunate that way. So when it came time that when I had to deal with things in my life, I had, I had a real step up than lots of other people, luckily, but the most of us, that's not the case. And she is always, you know, kind of justified what she eats. And it's just a little of this and a little of that. Well, that little of this and a little of that's 120 pounds overweight. She went on this diet because she was in a pain, an eating plan, not a diet because her pain was so bad. She was willing to make any sacrifice to make it go away. And a year later, she looks like a completely different person. In fact, she walked in the other day and my husband actually just looked at her and said, sweetie, I just have to tell you, you just look amazing. <laughs> and of course, it's always a little bit scary to tell people that because you, it's like, what? I didn't look amazing before because you've always been beautiful and you're always, you know, wonderful. But she's just, she, she looks sexy. She's thin. She's looking, she's just enjoying it. She looks healthy. There's just no way, and she wasn't this heavy, but there's just no way. I mean, I have a family member that's quite overweight that you can be 300 pounds and truly not the average person enjoying the full scope of your life because you're just, you know, you just have limitations with that kind of size. It's like being with me with my illness or someone in pain. So it was, it's just so wonderful to see her like this. And now she's got the other motivation. She never gave up. And now she looks at her body and her health and goes, oh my gosh, is this what I've been missing? Now she's not a size six people. She's a size 12. She looks amazing and she's hoping to still lose a little more weight, but not by reducing her food, just what the type she's eating. And she figures that wherever her body stops losing, she will be, she's already made the mental acceptance. She will be happy with that place. But she just never gave up. She put in these huge habits in place and everything in her life changed, not just the pain, everything in her life changed all of a sudden. Now she's at the gym and working out and wants to do this. And that is like, wow. It's like, it's, it was just amazing. Same deal, excuse me, with another girlfriend of mine. And this is really the client. Her fibro pain was getting to the point where it was so bad that she went into a naturopath and said, what can we do? So he put her on an anti-inflammatory diet as well to start as one of the first things that really should be part of your lifestyle with our illness. In a month, she's lost 15 pounds. Well, right away, her motivation was something else. And the side effect was something in her mind, you know, vanity wise, just so much better. Something she's really wanted for a long time, but wasn't sure how to put in place. And there's another thing. Find the people you need to support the decisions you're making. If you do not have all the answers, find the people that do. So here's the story from the friend that arrived this morning to pick up product. She was telling me all about her experience in the mental health uh, system and how broken it is. And I know how broken it is. We saw exactly the same shrink and we both went, asshole. Yeah, he's a jerk. Egomaniac just wants to drug you and send you on your way in after meeting you for five minutes. It was, it was quite a humorous, but really not. But regardless, again, she's that, she was that personality. She has no idea what brought on all this anxiety. I mean, there were a few triggers, including a terrible death of a dear friend, but 
did she truly need to understand why? Yes, she's at that point now. But at the time, she just needed to be picked up out of the gutter. And she just kept going forward, asking for what she needed, seeking out people that could get her answers that she needed. We don't know it all. When I went to the same shrink that she went to a year and a half ago, I was struggling. I'd really got a lot of my physical manifestation issues under control or my physical issues under control with my fibro. But mentally, I just wanted a bit more. And I wanted some counseling, some coping. I figured there was someone out there that could probably put in, quote unquote, some high functioning habits that would help me function better in life. And that help just simply wasn't there. Now, luckily for me, I went off and did my own research. And quite honestly, this podcast has been a huge therapeutic endeavor for me. She had someone literally show up out of the blue and say, hey, did you know my sister-in-law's, you know, quite an acclaimed, um, uh, not a psychiatrist, the, the one under them, <laughs> um, names left my brain. She actually has a very specific speciality and was willing to take her like in a week. And she's still seeing her eight months later. She says, I just love talking to someone I love. And it almost gets to the point then, it doesn't matter whether this is business or your mental health. You almost get to the point where you're brainstorming because you're just always looking to move forward. That's what mentors are for in your life. And I don't care whether your mentors are there for your business, they're there for your marital relationships, you're seeing a counselor, or they're there for your health, physical, mental, spiritual. It does not matter. In fact, here's a spiritual one. I, I had a couple stories and I'm not going to lie. Once I started the podcast, they all left my brain. Um, I'm a little tired today, but uh, anyways, we'll carry on because that was the other thing. In fact, this is what instigated the topic of this podcast. My coach put out an, um, an email two days ago and a Facebook live yesterday saying he was just stuck in a rut and he was really struggling. Now he's who we go to when we're really struggling. So it's like, okay, Sam, what's going on? But again, hey, he's very transparent. This is what I'm going through, but I'm going to get through it. And he was going to a church group last night. And I don't know why and what church group it is, but it's full of old people. Like he's uh, probably in his 40s and these people are like 80s plus. And he's like, you want to learn wisdom? You hang around old people because they've done it all already. And I laughed. That was his Facebook Live. And I thought, that's so true. We often have very little respect for the elderly, not understanding or recognizing the fact that they have lived a life that you haven't even gotten to yet. Now, there are, there are certain things, like for instance, in the world of business and such, my mom is not who I would go to. She hasn't worked a day in her life since the age of having 23, since she married, uh, had me and became a housewife. She has no concept of what goes on out in the, in the business world. But she has still raised two children, has four grandchildren, multiple homes, has helped her husband own a business. She's got experience. She's got wisdom to a certain extent. Everyone's got to have something unless you've lived in a hole. Granted, I know there are people out there that are very, very close-minded. And I outgrew my mom at 30. And honestly, that was a really tough thing for me to accept. Because your parents are always who you look up to. But at the same token... If you're looking for wise people that have done a lot, go find them that have done a lot in their lives, own businesses, had successful marriages, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, there's a reason people go to church and join gangs. The reason is very similar. They want to belong. Now, church can also, for people that are religious, also feed you. And that's the reason, like, for instance, today, I have a girlfriend going to a Make Your Mark event. Uh, Colin Sprake is a fantastic business coach and facilitator here in the lower mainland of Vancouver, British Columbia. 
And uh, I've been a student of his for a number of years. I actually decided this morning that I was going to join my girlfriend. She just saw all of us liking things on Facebook and said, wow, that's five of people that I really respect and like, and they've all liked this post. Maybe I should look into it. So don't think your opinion never matters. You never know what people are looking at out there. So she decided to go to the two-hour intro in the afternoon. She's self-employed. She can do that. I decided this morning, this is ridiculous. I'm going to go with her. I didn't realize she was going alone, but unfortunately a client phoned up and said, could I come today instead of tomorrow? Of course. It's amazing what is out there and when you, the need is there, the teacher will arrive lots of times, but you have to be open to that and you can't give up and you can't give in, okay? That is probably really all I want to talk about today. I don't, I know I'm usually almost always over 30 minutes, but everybody gets in ruts. Everyone has challenges, but are you giving up too soon? They talk about this a lot. Oh, maybe I'm going to be 30 minutes. They talk about this a lot in business training. In fact, Colin talks about it. Um, Anthony Robbins talks. I mean, they all, all the big guys talk about setting that goal and not deviating because people give up. And that's why so many few, so few people are stuck in T4 income jobs and, and just, you know, just surviving in life because they're not willing to chase that big dream and do what needs to get done. Well, that's great. But maybe your big dream isn't about your business. The same thing applies in your life. It really, it really doesn't matter spiritually, emotionally, physically. Tomorrow night I'm going back to a meditation because I really found it spoke to me. Same thing. People go to church to learn. People go to business courses to keep networked and plugged in and always learning. People join gangs to belong. People aren't meant to be islands. So go out and find what you need. But before you can even have an opportunity to, to give up too soon. I'm going to go back to what I've been really speaking about so much lately is making the choice. You've got to choose something in order to chase it. Okay. Have a great day, everyone. And I'll talk to you on the flip side. Thank you for joining me here today. And if you subscribe to my podcast, you won't miss a thing. Remember to focus on not living in regret. You can reach me on Twitter at livingwell8 or email me at livingwellwithshell at gmail.com. Let me know what you like best about today's podcast, leave a review on iTunes, or leave me a message on something you'd like me to speak on next. Have a great day, everyone.